Movies. Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your big boys, Matt Beebe. And I'm another big boy, John George. Wow. Big Boy 2. This is Big Boy Nights. And this is Big Boy Episode 3's Nights. <laughs> yeah, we're recording at night for the first time. Yeah, last week it was early morning perverts. Now it's Big Boy Nights. Nights. Wait, the first one, what time was the first one at? That was just in like the middle of the day. Okay, so we've done a morning and afternoon yeah. and now a night. We've explored all we yeah. got. Well, we actually have to do a past midnight for one. Yeah, no, we have to. That'll be our Halloween episode. That'll be our Gremlins episode. We'll eat a bunch of food after midnight <laughs> and we'll become Gremlins. Oh, God. I don't want to do that. Gremlins uh, freaked me out as a kid. Yeah, so. me too. Uh, I'd be willing to, to revisit Gremlins if we get to eat a bunch of food after midnight. Yeah, I'm down. I my mom still doesn't let me, but yeah. we'll, so we'll have well, to not let her. It's know. weird that she always comes in in the middle of the podcast yeah. and you have to edit her out. I know. It's I, also weird like how she keeps saying all that crazy racist stuff. I'm t- one of these days I just won't edit her out so that she will stop coming in here. Yeah, cuz it's honestly like we're both white, but it kind of hurts my feelings. <laughs> it does. She says it to me, it's like she's being racist at me. Like, yeah, he, she would never insult me, but I'm like, it's, this is my friend. I do a podcast with him. Yeah, I don't, I don't totally get that one, but it's fine. I'll just hide under the bed this time when she comes <sighs> in. Yeah, that's fine. All right, all right, cool. Uh, do we? Do people know what the show is by now? This is the third episode. This is the third Come episode. On, We've got diehard fans at this point. <laughs> yeah, we do. We have. <laughs> The boys, as we will call our fan base. Yeah, my roommate Neil listened to the podcast on the plane. He had oh, a lot of complaints. Fuck yeah, all right. <laughs> because he's jealous hey, that he's not on it. But you, but you know uh, who complains the most is fans of things. Yes, that's true. So yeah. Neil is actually a really big fan. He, he got is... mad that we spoiled The Dark Knight, a movie he has seen 10 times. Wow, okay. <laughs> well, you know, someone out there hasn't seen it and... Uh, it's your fault. It no, came out I, I take responsibility. Okay, is the yeah, thing. I understand, but it's it's been more than ten years. Yeah, now. it's been a little See over ten years. Yeah, just watch the Dark Knight. Even if here's the thing, I've actually heard there have been studies that people enjoy things more when they've been spoiled for them. Oh, as like a general thing, a lot of people, if they have something spoiled, they will come out liking it more than they did if it wasn't spoiled. I could be mm. wrong. I think I heard about this on like a Vsauce or something. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, there is this idea that if you do have something spoiled, I think it's because you don't have necessarily like preconceived notions at that point. Yeah. So you're more willing to just go with it. Yeah. So like I could see that for like movies with big twists that maybe shock the viewers too yeah. much where they're like, what? I don't know about that. Like, yeah. But if I'm told that in advance, I have time to think on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I could see myself. Yeah, like it's that. like it's like when you see a movie a second time, and you might enjoy it more that yeah. time because you're not like anticipating or waiting for the next big story beat to happen. Yeah, like that's you're true. just you're in there and you're able to enjoy the movie as it is, and not for like what you're expecting it to be. True. Maybe that's why people love true stories so much because it's been spoiled to them in real life. Yeah, yeah. And that's Those why real life seeing, spoilers. We keep seeing biopics because everyone's like, I know what's gonna happen at the end. Yeah, you know, Hitler dies, he loses. <laughs> Freddie Mercury has AIDS, you know? Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> you know there are, there's that contingent of people who do watch those kinds of movies and gasp when like Abraham Lincoln dies yeah. at the end. <laughs> They're like, no. no. Oh, he was so good though. He did. Oh my God. He got rid of the, the racism he, and slavery. He and ended sick. slavery. Come on. This movie sucks. Why'd they kill him off? He's the best character. Unrealistic. Come on. Oh my 
God. Like, come on. That would I would never kill him off. Yeah, you know, you can't kill your protagonist in every movie, Hollywood. Come on. Uninteresting. Come unoriginal. On. I'm sick of this. Lincoln was the best guy you had. I was looking forward to the sequel. Yeah, listen, <laughs> Lincoln's part of the presidential cinematic universe. And you You'd, just get rid of him? Imagine if they had killed Iron Man in like Iron Man 2. Come I on. mean, that's what they'd be. Iron Man 1, if you yeah, ask me. Honestly. Come on. You can't kill Iron Man in Iron Man 1. Yeah. You can't kill Lincoln in Lincoln 1. <laughs> in Lincoln 1, yeah. <laughs> the first Lincoln. First Lincoln. The first yeah. Abe. Um, Honest Abe is what yeah. they should call it. Planet of the Abes. <laughs> Dawn of the Planet of the Abes. Just a bunch of Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Super intelligent Abraham Lincolns. <laughs> Going around yeah. ending slavery. Yeah. I love it. Um, this is a podcast about movies. What? Shit. I you, brought... Uh, this is all about music, all my notes. Oh, really? I only brought notes about uh, slam poetry that I heard on a yeah. sidewalk. Oh, my God. This is not going to be a good episode. It was not good poetry either. No. No one's going to want to listen to this. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, I guess I have to say my strong-worded review of Drake's latest album for another, another Yeah. Day. You hate to see it go, but yeah. well, maybe just talk about a movie. Watch it leave. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we could talk about yeah, movies. All right. Yeah. What movies you watched? Uh, what movies I watched? Well, actually, like two hours after, two, three hours after we recorded the last movie, I saw a movie. The last podcast, I mean. Yeah. I saw a movie mm-hmm. uh, called One Cut of the Dead. And this is a Japanese flick that came out in 2017, just released in L.A. last weekend. Wow. From the Nihon itself. Yes. Um, And I don't want to go into detail of what this movie is about at all. Okay. It's a, I'll say it's a zombie movie. Okay. And I don't want... BB, I don't want you to look anything up because okay. I think you would love this movie. Okay. And I don't think I want you to look anything up. I don't want the listeners to look anything up or know anything about this movie. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to watch it no matter how weird you think it is for the first several minutes or several hour or whatever. Several hours. Watching, okay, because it is a brilliant film, and I loved it. Okay, um, I gave it four stars and a heart. Oh wow! Which means I love it. Wow. Um, can it, you give something like one star and a heart? Is yeah, there anything yeah, 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 that yeah. falls in that category? But there is never, not in the history of John George's film history, has there ever been a wow. one star? We're gonna find that movie. I wonder. I should go through my likes on Letterboxd here and see what my lowest rated like is yeah. it's probably three and a half or maybe a three wow yeah like no. i'm I'm a pussy like, like that man. ign I, over here just yeah. rating everything <laughs> average scores yeah i guess so that's pretty sad yeah <laughs> i'm not a real reviewer no no not at all damn it uh do you want me to talk about this next yeah one? yeah talk about uh, another one jumanji J- jumanji welcome to the jungle welcome to the jungle 2017 mm-hmm. Um, my review on Letterboxd for this movie is the bref- the Breakfast Club was way different this time, um, because this movie this is I'm not spoiling anything. This is just the premise. Um, is a bunch a bunch of people in different parts of high school, almost like different cliques in high school, all getting detention, mm-hmm. all meeting in detention, and but this time they get sucked into a video. They've game. been Jumanjied. <laughs> Um, and they become famous actors. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. I gave this movie two and a half stars. It was fun at some points. At other points, I wanted to just, 
I was just cringing my my ass off. And yeah, it was really bad writing. <laughs> That's too bad. Yeah, you weren't swept away by Dwayne the Rock Johnson in his four hundredth role where he plays a tough man. No, this time it's a little bit of a twist, BB. Yeah, he plays <laughs> he plays a weak man who must become a tough man. Yeah, but he has muscles the whole time still. So. Yeah, so he's still just like a big dude who does. Yeah, but, action but stuff. He's a scaredy cat at the beginning. Oh, uh, okay, interesting. Okay. All right, a real twist on the Johnson formula. Yeah, this time he's not. He's not that. T- he's not the peck bouncer guy the whole time. Oh wow! Know? Does he bounce peck in this no, movie? No, I wish wow. he bounced peck, and that that would have bust. That would have put it up about another yeah. star and a half there. So. Yeah. Well, we got Jumanji too. Uh, it's coming. Two Manji, but. <laughs> People in Hollywood are cowards and won't call it too manji. Wait, is this one? Does this one have like a colon? Like this one's Jumanji. Welcome no, to the jungle. I think this, this one's one. just Jumanji two. Oh, because that's disappointing. I don't think there was a Jumanji two for the original. I'm upset because um, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, and of course they had to play Welcome the, the song jungle. Welcome yes. to the Jungle. It was in the trailers. Credits. Yeah, during the credits they played it. That it's actually called Jumanji: The Next Level. Oh, because they are still in a video game. Yes. And video games have levels still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that um, they try to go for the video game things, but it seems like it was written by someone who like yeah. plays very basic video games. Or maybe. just had like a brief interaction with a video yeah. game at some point. And they're like, oh, they, in the video games, they have strengths and weaknesses, and mm-hmm. I guess. And they have lives, like three lives. Mm-hmm. And... That was the two aspects yeah. of the video game part of it. You'll you'll know that like if any movie references a game uh, and the writer doesn't know what they're talking about, if they ever mention like points or something like that. Yeah, there weren't any points in it. Yeah. It was just like there was n- there there were no video game aspects to it besides the fact that they had lives oh, man. and then strengths and weaknesses. I think one of the most embarrassingly bad representations of video games in a thing that i've watched recently is from the netflix show russian doll i don't know if you've seen that russian doll is a good show overall but for some reason natasha leone's character i think that's her name leone leone i don't Um, know who that is she's from orange is the new black she was in Uh, the movie we saw today she was the receptionist oh my goodness uh but anyway uh for whatever reason her character is a like game developer and you know, which isn't really essential to the plot, but there's a point where she goes into her work and she sits down at the table and she's like the super smart, like she's really rough around the edges, but she's really good at her job. So she walks in and she's hung over and she like puts down her laptop and they're like, oh, we can't get this thing to work. And there's like a wireframe man on the screen, like T posing. <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, I got this. And she like types in three lines of code. And then the wireframe man starts doing a run cycle. And it's like video games, that's, baby. That's not how that works. <laughs> you don't program in three lines of code and now your man can can run. Industry, you don't, video games. You don't program a run cycle. <laughs> and then and also like this whole room full of dudes couldn't figure that one thing out. <laughs> and then there was another point where she like pulls out like the first video game she ever worked on. And she's saying oh this is the first game i ever worked on check it out and it's this horrible looking like 2d platformer that they clearly whipped up in after effects to throw onto the mm-hmm. screen in the yeah. show yeah you know it, it was i was just like <laughs> if you didn't know anything about video games like her job wasn't important to the plot she could have done anything yeah you know she could have just made her a programmer 
for like a website yeah, or something. Have to do and then when games. she goes in and punches in the code and the thing works, it's not a wireframe man yeah. doing a run cycle. Just a website and all of a sudden it it starts working. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it was just weird. And I that was what really took me out of it is every time they tried to do a video game thing in that show, which is only two or three times, I was just like, what yeah. Why? It's so clear as people who play video games. Mm-hmm. It's so clear to us like these people haven't played a video game, have yeah. they? Um, but it was weird how it, I don't know, I guess they weren't leaning into Juma. They weren't like leaning into the video game thing mm-hmm. too hard. They yeah. weren't like, this is a video game. They just need it because no one plays board games. Yeah, well, exactly. That's the thing is people do play board games. Oh, yeah, now. yeah. The, um, they, what they would have had to do for for millennial Jumanji, of course, is everyone goes to a board game esports bar. Uh, like we have <laughs> a few times and uh they're all like oh i found this one yeah it tucked in the back shelf Jumanji, the back of the bar. what is that what's that yeah and they get sucked into it and everyone in the bar like doesn't even give a shit yeah well it, actually this isn't a spoiler because this is the very first scene mm-hmm. it starts off in the 90s when this kid finds the jumanji board game and he's like what is this crap? No one plays board games anymore. And then he boots up his his video game system. Uh-oh. And then he goes to bed. And then the, the demonic board game is like... Wow. Just like sucks up. It, it turns like, into turns a video into game? a game cartridge. That's going to be Like awesome. an SNES cartridge. <laughs> so in the next reboot of Jumanji, some kid's going to find a video game and be like, what's a, this? No one plays that anymore. And it's going to go whoosh, whoosh, and turn into an iPad yeah. <laughs> or like a brain turns chip into or a whatever. Fortnite. Like, <laughs> turns into Fortnite. <laughs> turns into Ninja. <laughs> yeah. It, it turns into an iPad that only plays Twitch streams yeah. of the Jumanji game. I got stuck into a Twitch stream. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just sitting in this man's bedroom. It's PewDiePie yelling just <laughs> on the bridge. Oh, no. <laughs> wow, Jumanji's way more racist yeah. than I remember. <laughs> All right, this is a bunch of references that uh, only video game people would get. So okay. we should talk and about You're movies not here now. for video games. You're, you're not here, here for, for movies. Epic movie reviews. Although Jumanji is a video game movie. So yeah. come on, guys. Get it together, gamers. Seriously. Um, did you see a movie this week? Or what? I did. So yeah. uh, as per some work I've been doing, uh, some contract work that I've had, it's required me to watch a lot of the Star Wars movies, mm. specifically the Skywalker movies, no Rogue One or Solo. Yeah, um, so I've been going through those movies a lot, and I uh, have just been watching bits and pieces, and I uh, haven't seen The Last Jedi since theaters, and I was like, I like The Last Jedi. I'm going to watch that again. Yeah, uh, I've been watching it in pieces, which is kind of like, frustrating because you just kind of there have been times where i've started playing the movie at work and then being like oh wait i can't (laughs) that's not how work is so i i sat down booted up my netflix and watched star wars the last jedi again and i still enjoy it yeah uh it's it's a good time Uh, i know everyone agrees on that so Mm -hmm. you know there's not much to say about it yeah um but yeah i (laughs) honestly like everything with luke and ray and kylo i really enjoy um, I yeah. think those character arcs are super awesome. Mm-hmm. I really like the Battle of Crate. I think that's super cool. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I mean, there's stuff that stands out that's weaker, obviously, in the movie. Um, but overall, the stuff that's weaker, I think, only takes up like 10, 15 minutes of, of movie time. Yeah. And the rest is stuff that I enjoy and have a good time with. So yeah, Star Wars The Last Jedi, uh, a fun movie that... Uh, 
I'd, I'd say watch, especially if you've seen all the other ones. Yeah. If you haven't, if you somehow missed The Last Jedi uh, and all the rave reviews that it got and all of Reddit praising it yeah. uh, constantly every day, then uh, yeah. I wonder, I would love to see someone just watch, just go in, like watch The Force Awakens and then Last Jedi. Just watch like the And new. like no other Star Wars yeah. movies. That would be interesting. I think it would be hard because these new Disney movies are so committed to bringing the old cast from yeah. the OT. Oh, Last Jedi is interesting because it's like, <laughs> it's like we don't want to do <laughs> the message is like the opposite. Of yeah, that. well, it's it is and it isn't, but I think it actually still. I think I think Last Jedi works better in a vacuum than maybe any other Star yeah, Wars movie, I agree. other than A New Hope, really. Yeah. Uh, because you know it's gener- It has a theme of failure. It has a theme of you know moving on from the past and mm-hmm. not getting bogged down in tradition. Uh, and so it is, uh, yeah, I think a movie that stands on its own better, whereas Force Awakens, I feel like you really have to love Star Wars in order to love Force Awakens because yeah. that movie is just chock full of fan service. J.J. Abrams loves it. He loves the yeah. nostalgia. Yeah, so, and I don't think Force Awakens is a bad movie, but I think it's... They're just completely different. It is designed, yeah, for Star Wars people. It is designed to give you exactly what you want, when you want it, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yeah. And so... Yeah, uh, I I enjoy it, and yeah. I, I hope all of you out there do as well. Of course you do, because there is only positive <laughs> praise being said. For the Last Jedi. Of The Last Jedi. It's well, that's a- the thing. <laughs> I was going to do a critic's corner on The Last Jedi. But everyone loves it. No negative reviews. Interesting. Couldn't find a single one on the internet. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> every, every critic website, 100% across the board. Yeah, even I, so I'm not that big of a Star Wars fan. I just mm-hmm. watched it. And in college yeah. is when I watched for the first time wow. all the way through. Um, so I don't have that much of a childhood connection to it at mm-hmm. all. Like um, my family doesn't like Star Wars at all. Like my dad, I, my mom told me the first time she went to see it, she fell asleep in the theater. Wow. Um, so that's why they never showed it to me because they also didn't like it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this Last Jedi is my second favorite Star Wars movie. What's the first? It is... What's the fifth one called again? Empire. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Uh, that's the best one. Yeah, I, I agree. I, Empire's my favorite. Last Jedi might be my second favorite. Yeah. Um, so I, I will, I'm not that big of a Star Wars fan. I didn't like that many of them. I liked the fifth one a lot. I liked mm-hmm. the six. I liked the last. I liked the last half of the sixth one, but yeah. the first half I was not that hot on. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I thought the first half was good in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I just wasn't that into it for yeah. some reason. I was like. I think it's this necessary. We don't want to get this like too deep into Star Wars world yeah, because true. we're not like <laughs> I feel like part of the aim of this podcast is not to be every other movie podcast that talks exclusively talks about, Star Wars. about Disney <laughs> yeah. properties. Um, but what I really like about at least the opening for Return of the Jedi is when they're breaking Han out and Luke appears for the first time and he's in his black robes. Yeah. And when we left him in the last movie, he had had his arm chopped off or his hand chopped off. And he sort of just gotten his cursory Jedi training from Yoda and he wasn't totally prepared. And now he comes in in this black robe and one of the big pig guard guys tries to come and stop him. And he just waves his hand and the pig guard like has a seizure and falls uh, over yeah. and like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. he's here. Like, this is the return of the Jedi. He's <laughs> whoa, he's here. That's and the he's, title. <laughs> he's learned so much and he has his new lightsaber and he can do flips now. And 
he's super confident. Yeah, that's true. It's I think it's really cool to um, see the character start as like a whiny little baby in the first one and then and now end up as now like, he's a badass. Yeah, now he's the hero. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. He, and he does cool skateboard tricks and hell yeah. Smokes he's a, a skater, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a jewel. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, it's gonna be so good in <laughs> in episode nine. When Ray gets when, a jewel. <laughs> Ray takes out her jewel. You're like, ah. Oh, uh, Smoothest flavor in the galaxy. <laughs> oh, I got my lollipop flavored jewel. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Also, I curse now because I'm a Fuck. sick millennial. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's. Okay, we can stop talking about Star okay, Wars. Okay, Star That's, Wars is over. Small boy movies, little mm-hmm. boy movies. We're done with these kiddie movies. Yeah, no more kid movies. Yeah. You watched any other movies? Yes, I did. Okay. I've got a new segment, BB. All right. And it's called. John quotes bad movie. Wow, that's a little on the nose, but okay. Yeah, it's just straight up. So every week I've decided for the sake of content, I mm-hmm. will watch a really bad, bad movie for you guys. I love it. And I will because it's fun to watch bad movies sometimes, but sometimes it's a risk because you're like, oh, this is just a bad movie because it's boring. And yeah, awful. it's not funny. But some of them are funny because they're horribly written. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm going to do that every week. Most of them are going to be Netflix high school Netflix movies because that's how it works. Uh, that's They're all bad. Uh, and this it, one's called Tall Girl. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it, you said Netflix high school Netflix movie, which leads me to think about a movie about a high school called Netflix High School. I love where it. all of the Netflix properties yes. go to high school oh, together. That is like going to be a huge crossover. You have Stranger Things kids. You have Tall Girl. <sighs> You have 13 reasons why 13 kids. reasons why kids. Oh, my God. They uh, all come together. They all go to high school together. Oh, my God. Sarah, Sarah Burgess. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They're all there to all the boys I've ever loved before. All mm-hmm. them. But how do you do it? Because Noah Centennial is a different character in every single one of these movies. That's true. So <laughs> they're all going to see him and they're going to be like, wait, they're going to have to do a Gemini man. <laughs> they're going to have to Gemini Just man. Six Noah Centennials yeah. in one scene. All showing up, interacting with each other. They're all wearing a different hoodie. I would love the twist if he was actually like just one person going to all these different schools <laughs> and like becoming a new person and like yeah. trying to make new friends <laughs> and then all of the schools are like no we're merging into one super high school and suddenly he's like oh no and he meets all of his old like yeah. friends he has to like run around and wear different hats yeah. and shirts and... <laughs> that's fantastic oh man that's good uh but yeah tall girl is the movie i saw mm-hmm. and it is a movie if you haven't heard of this about a girl who is tall. Uh, it says in the description that she is six foot one. That's too tall. Way too tall. Yeah. I don't know how. A girl who's six foot one? Come Impossible. On. <laughs> don't believe it. But basically, everyone in this high school, I want to set this up for you. First scene is her and this guy. And this guy's about to ask her on a date. Mm-hmm. And then she stands up from this table <gasps> and he's like, no, I don't want to do this. And did he see her walk in? No, uh, I we aren't shown that they're oh. sitting at tables across from each other in the library reading books. So we have to assume he didn't notice her. Yeah, pre sitting down. Yeah, so maybe she was sitting down. He walked in. Okay. Um, and then they were just talking about their books. Have they were connecting on a deep level? Mm-hmm. And then he got up. He's like, you know what? I don't know you that well, but I kind of want to ask you something. And then she gets up. She's like, yeah, what? And then he's like, uh, (laughs) that's a tall girl. 
and then the title card slams down and the who yeah. starts playing. Uh, but I want to point out that like every person in this movie is like down to her like chest or torso, like right wow. here in this movie. Like she is six one. Everyone in this movie is five five. <laughs> everyone is a tiny person. Like insane. They hired every short actor they could find. Yeah. What would be awesome if if Tom Cruise showed up in this movie and he was the only person who was taller than her? <laughs> oh, hey there, kids. It's me, Principal Tom. <laughs> Very tall I am. This girl seems normal size compared to me. Yes. Uh, but so uh, this is going to be a spoiler warning for this movie. For but, tall girl. Yeah. But you're not going to want to see this movie anyways. Um, so the at the beginning, everyone asks her, how's the weather up there? Like constantly. <laughs> constantly <laughs> that's so good like just constant like throwing it in there just like how's the weather out there and she hates it <laughs> she just keeps walking down the hallway it's like a line of people how's the weather up there how's the yeah. weather up there and I, keep this in mind this is important for the end mm-hmm. um so her she has a friend who's been her best friend since middle school mm-hmm. he is much shorter than her mm-hmm. but he is in love with her <gasps> And she is like, I can't date anyone shorter than me. Oh, so she's kind of an asshole, too. Yeah, I know. Um, And then he walks in. So this is our first introduction of him. And he walks in with a classy pickup line. Here's a quote. Here's me quoting a bad movie. And this is his pickup line. He says to her, David Blaine called me this morning. He asked me me when me and you are going to make magic. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Why would David Blaine be calling you to ask when... (laughs) What a strange fiction he's created. <laughs> David Blaine called me this morning. He, he lives in a world where yes. David Blaine calls people and asks them when they're going <laughs> to do magic. <laughs> uh, hello. Yes, this is David Blaine. I'd like to know when the magic is going to happen. <laughs> what are you? Wait, David Blaine, is this a magic trick? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've lost my powers. I made a bet with a witch. <laughs> and now That's I can no longer suspend myself for three days straight. That's insane. I can- <laughs> <laughs> okay um next the love interest who is the one guy who is taller whoa than the tall girl <laughs> the one tall man he his name he is a foreign exchange student from sweden where they are all tall apparently by the way this is he's from sweden a country filled with giants is what somebody says <laughs> excuse me yeah i didn't know they were all tall in sweden i thought they were just considered like attractive yeah sweden's <laughs> just like hot people yeah. right i feel like samoa is is more uh, yeah, the know. tall people i don't know samoa um, like in the movie hobbs and shaw great movie yes uh but he his name is stig mullen stig mullen stig stig is how you pronounce it okay he enters the room the teacher introduces him there's it's a classic scene. There's mm-hmm. a math equation on the board. It oh. needs solving. Maybe oh, no. it needs a solving. Oh no. He goes up, not a single peep out of this dude's mouth yet. He goes up, he just solves that equation. Everyone's in awe. I I kid you not. Everyone gives him a standing ovation what? for this shit. <laughs> just like, what is going who, on? Who is this genius tall man? <laughs> he has come to solve our math equations. This is, it's even the teach the teacher started the standing ovation. She started clapping. <laughs> I was like, what? This sounds like a like a fever dream. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So tall girl has tons of bullies from back in the day. Okay. Um. And she calls one of her bullies an OT. What do you, which stands for original tormentor. Of oh, course. okay. And in this flashback, this is the best quote. In this flashback, um, one of her original, uh, it's a flashbacks of her OT 
making fun of her mm-hmm. in middle school. And in middle school, she does this whole presentation on music. And then she's like, this is why when I grow up, I want to be like Taylor Swift. Her oh. OT, the, the hot girl, makes the best zinger I have ever heard. All right, lay it on me. She says, Taylor Swift, more like taller Swift. Oh, my <laughs> God. Insane. That's that's. <laughs> So good. <laughs> I love this character. The OT sounds like the OG. Yeah. And what's wonderful about this is Taylor Swift is like 5'11". She's only like three <laughs> inches shorter than this girl who's 6'1". So yeah, she could be like Taylor Swift. More like taller Swift, dude. Oh, <laughs> God. You got me. Oh, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Okay, okay. Um... God, there's so much genius. I'll, uh, there are two more things. First one, uh, her dad is very insecure for her. Okay. And this is a bad dad situation. We nice. like to talk about the bad dads. Yeah, bad dad watch 2019. And he invites this club he finds uh, somewhere. I have no clue where he finds this club, but it's a club mm-hmm. for tall people. It's a support group for tall people. It's a tall people I, club? Why is there a support group for tall people? I don't know. But there is not only women tall people in here. There are there are men who are tall who tall think dudes. they need to connect to other tall people <laughs> because they don't have advantages in life if you're tall. They're called the tip toppers. <laughs> No, they're not. Yep. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. You're making this up. Nope. And this is an imaginary film. Here is their theme song. They have a theme song? <laughs> I'll sing it to you. Oh, beautiful for massive feet, for clothes that never fit right. No. For being so gigantic no. that we're cramped on every flight. Oh, my God. And that's all we heard. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm having an aneurysm. John, you need to call a hospital. My brain is leeching blood. The writer of this is either a genius or insane. This is like... <laughs> I... I think it's genius. <laughs> I think he's surpassed what our human brains can process and have created a piece of surrealist art that only like the minds of incredible people can understand. Yep. <laughs> this man remixed America the Beautiful <laughs> to be about how people. people's feet too big and how airplanes too small. <laughs> oh my God. It's so good, dude. Have, have these people who made this movie never met a tall person? I don't think they have. Do, do you think a bunch of short people got together and were like upset that they were short? And they and were like, they thought, oh, let's make a movie where everyone bullies this tall girl. And that's how we'll get back at them. We'll make them all seem like idiots who have support groups <laughs> for being tall. <laughs> Do they like have a real discussion in the support group? No, it's just like a party. But it's like a welcoming because she's becoming a member. Her dad oh. is inducting her as a member in this. And she's like, no. Because like <laughs> the, we're both like relatively tall dudes. Yeah. I'd say we're more or less average height yeah. for guys. 
I have never had a disadvantage for being tall. Even if you did have a disadvantage, they're so stupidly trivial. Yeah. That (laughs) being cramped on a flight. Yeah. Not having leg room on a flight or like in the back seat of someone's car. Yeah. Or like sometimes you have to duck if you're, you know, in a like I did make that joke. Someone got hit. Some one of the tip toppers hit their head on like a. when I was in Japan. I remember there were some times I had to duck like through doorways of older like temples or something like that yeah but again that's i wasn't like curse this height (laughs) where are the other people like me (laughs) i'm a giant i'm ugly my dad is six two and my grandfather was six three oh i pity them at no point (laughs) have they ever been like now son you you know you're gonna face a lot of challenges in life it's like, and also this girl, so let me get this straight. So the opening scene, a dude asks her out and she's into it, right? Yeah. And then she stands up and the dude's like, oh, oh, you're tall, can't do it. <laughs> but also, she doesn't want to date dudes who are shorter than her anyway. So there, there, she shouldn't have been, there was no point yeah, to that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you should have called me over. I want to see this, this movie. This movie is, uh, okay, I'll admit the last all of those quotes were from the very first hour. Okay. The last hour was a snooze fest. Okay. Um, except for, and here's where you got to remember the first thing I told you, mm-hmm. the final line, and I predicted it. When she was making her speech at the end, I was like, she is going to mention the weather. How's the weather up here thing? And she, her final line was, by the way, the weather up here is actually pretty great. Mic drop movie <laughs> does she say mic drop no oh man but uh, the whole like it's at homecoming and the school like standing o's her of course another standing oh, ovation wow. yep. she didn't even have to do math for that no. one <laughs> all she had to say was by the way the weather is actually pretty great up here now so. since we've already spoiled enough of this movie can i just know does she get with the swedish guy or does she get with the friend the friend okay mm-hmm. that's what i figured yep um and it's actually in a pretty pretty sweet way yeah (laughs) Um, he climbs a ladder yep he wears stilts to school yeah the action like he legit is carrying around this like box the whole time like an apple box and you're like what it's like a crate and you're like what the fuck is this and then at the end he's she's like she finally addresses it. she's like what the hell is this by the way and he's like it's for this and he pulls it out and he stands up on it and he kisses her. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> he's taller awesome. than her. Yeah. Oh, and he's taller than her? Yeah, because he, had he got to, on like, the thing. <laughs> he had to feel superior. Yeah. He couldn't just like almost match yeah, her height. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Well, that's tall girl. Wow. I know. Here's the thing. I know usually when you name these episodes, you do like episode three and you'd say Ad Astra for I, this one. You think one. I should do tall boy? I think, tall it should, girl. I think it should be tall girl for this one. I don't think anyone's going to give a shit what we have to say about Ad Astra. Yeah, compared to that, that was that's, probably the best bit we're going to have. That's beyond anything I could have imagined. <laughs> Thanks, man. I, I told you. I hyped you up today about it, but yeah. I didn't put enough hype into it because I didn't, didn't want to spoil yeah, this. I didn't think it was going to be as great as it was. Yeah. Um, uh, Ad Astra. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we should get into Ed Astra. I guess so. Um, so, I, I mean, I got complaints. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's up? It's DJ CC in the house. <laughs> we got a critic's corner Whoa. for you. 
When I say critics, you say corner. Critics. Corner. Critics. Corner. When I say drugs, you say rule. Drugs. Rule. Drugs. Rule. rule. This is the police. I've got oh. you, John. Drugs are illegal. <laughs> that he actually has a badge right now. You what, idiot. Is that yes. real? Me, DJ Critics Corner. <laughs> FBI. Secret Dude, agent. Did you set up this podcast to give me your arrest? That's what I got. I talked to your mom. Got in the door. <laughs> no. She knew you were doing those hard drugs, and now you're going to jail, <laughs> son. Uh, well, this is the last of the podcast. I yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Critics Corner out. Oh, okay, right. what was the critic? Well, that was uh, yeah, that, that was, was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, well, he he left me this this review, so okay. <laughs> I guess before you go to jail, yeah. we should get this Just out of the way. Finish the episode. Uh, John, are you familiar uh, with a film known as? Rambo Last Blood. <laughs> yes. We have neither of us have seen Rambo Last Blood. No, I haven't seen any Rambo movie. Uh, I was digging around for Critics Corners as I do every week. Mm. Uh, and I went on to Metacritic and I was thinking like you told me the movies that you were watching and I knew that I had watched Star Wars but again no bad reviews of The Last mm-hmm. Jedi so that didn't work. Yeah. Um, and on the front page of, of Metacritic there was a picture of the poster for Rambo Last Blood and beneath it the number 28 Mm, that's a good number that's 28 <laughs> out of 100 oh i thought it was out of 25 no no oh, that would have been really good but it, unfortunately no okay the critics are not hot on yeah. rambo last blood sounds like it but then i clicked on the link to the review page for rambo last blood and it seems like the audience might have a different opinion oh yeah if, if you notice now here's an interesting internet phenomena whenever professional critics review a movie and all agree on it it is up to the users of the internet to make sure they say the opposite thing <laughs> and make sure they avenge yes they this movie. it is up to them to defend rambo last blood <laughs> the most important movie of the decade I'm taking this as a ch- just imagine someone being like i'm taking this as a challenge this 28 on metacritic i need to these, write this wrong these uppity hollywood critics <laughs> They can't see the genius between Rambo Last Blood. They they just don't. They're mad. There's no ladybirds in this one. Ah, they they just, all they want is their their sappy think about it movies. I'm a man. I I, I watch man movies like Rambo Last Blood. It's the last one, guys. You can't just cut him some slack. Come on, it's a finale. Jesus Christ. Uh, so I've decided. I, I dug. Uh, a little ways in the the movie literally came out today, mm. uh, and people are already reviewing it. Which yeah, ten out of ten, yeah, <laughs> impressive. Uh, and so I pulled uh, a pretty fun one. Uh, the last two reviews we did were negative ones, so I figure uh, we should find some positive reviews of uh, movies of quality. And so today I've brought for you a nine out of ten review by Joyle. Uh, that's like loyal, but with a J. Okay. <laughs> uh, and he has written uh, just a short little review. It's a little, it's a tiny critics corner this week, okay. so he might as well. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but it's a ride. <laughs> I would go so far as to call it challenging. Okay. Um, I'm gonna get try and get through this because it's not an easy read. Okay. <laughs> First sentence. The legend never quit fighting Rambo, a.k.a. Sylvester Stallone, is still rock-solid action star. Hmm, okay. Two exclamation points. Mm, Of course. Also, Sylvester Stallone in that sentence is one word. (laughs) He is is one person, Mm -hmm. so why would you make him two? Why we got to put a space between the first and last name? Come on. I agree. 
This one will be a good entertainment to the fanboys and girls and to violent action lovers. Two exclamation points. <clears throat> to the fanboys yeah. and girls yeah, of I Rambo. I appreciate it. Yeah, the fanboys and girls of Rambo. I have never met know. one, but... You know, I'm sure there's dozens of, of Rambo <laughs> super fans out there. Who are like, I am ready for another just one. love seeing Sylvester Stallone run around and shoot things. <laughs> All right. For the last time. So this next, I suppose you could call it a paragraph. Okay. It's a sentence, but there's some some strange... Is it a uh, run-on sentence? They, they hit enter a few times, <laughs> okay. it seems, it's one sentence. within this sentence. Yep. Enough story, engaging screenplay, and good ambience, background score, work, and energetic and fierce performance from Sylvester Stallone. This time, two words. Oh, he has evolved. <laughs> yeah. Also, capitals in this one, whereas the last one that okay. we're doing. Fixing the grammar. I like it. Warning is violence is extreme here. Note it. <laughs> <laughs> he noted his yeah. own warning <laughs> warning yeah violence is extreme here oh, noted i noted that yeah warning is violence is extreme here noted <laughs> he noted his own warning two exclamation points thank god he noted yeah. his own warning <laughs> no, he's telling you to note it because if you don't uh, write it down you're going to go into rambo last blood uh, <laughs> and be shocked by all it. the violence in it <laughs> you're, you're, you're in the middle of it you keep pulling up your phone warning <laughs> it's extreme by oh, oh, oh. okay okay good. okay all right last sentence okay for me as fanboy sorry for me as fanboy rambo last blood satisfied me much smiley face also rambo last blood one word here no okay. spaces yeah. no capitals one, i like how you have started to talk like yeah. him in here rambo last blood <laughs> wow so yeah uh that's a really good review yeah uh, this is what we need why isn't he hired as a critic you know yeah he's, Hollywood he's reporter. not the audience he should be in the critic reviews yeah here's the thing only people who like the movie should review the movie. I agree. That's what all of Hollywood. That's why IGN wants. is the best. Yeah, like like you know, uh, New York Times, Los Angeles <laughs> Times, Entertainment Weekly, Entertainment like, Times. Yeah, you're hiring all these uppity negative people when you could get Joyle over here, <laughs> who's so positive, to talk about Rambo: Last Blood and Sylvester. And he Stallone. gives so many warnings, and I love yeah. that. He, what, I bet not a single one of these fancy ass critic reviews warned me says warning is violence is extreme here. Note <laughs> yeah, it. note it. Note it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's that was a critics uh, corner got intense this week. We really wanted. We really hate critics. Yeah. I mean, critics corner shines a light on all of us. Yeah. And uh, I, I just, it is my job uh, to simply direct that light onto the most deserving uh, and most influential members of our community. Of course. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, DJ CC, who has left the room. Critics Corners. Yeah, DJ CC, he's filling out some paperwork right now. Yeah. Um, I think I see the police lights out there, yeah. so we should probably get through this. Yeah, okay, okay. Ad Astra is the movie we saw today. Ad Astra. Um, maybe we should give a little background. What Did you know anything about this movie going in? So I... For a certain amount of time, basically, the trailer for Ad Astra played before pretty much every movie that I saw. Okay. So I was familiar with the one trailer for this movie, and in my opinion, the trailer was not good. Mm. It made the movie seem like nothing, and I was not interested in it. And now, having seen the movie, I realize it's because all of the footage in the trailer is from 
about the first five, ten minutes of the movie. Oh, wow. It's That's my type of trailer. Yeah. It's a good trailer in the sense that it spoils literally nothing. Yeah. It just gives you the premise and some pretty shots, and that's it. They said, we trust that Brad Pitt space movie will be able to sell Yeah. This. Uh, but it, I don't think it was a good trailer in terms of I watched it and I said, well, that looks like nothing. I don't happen. know. <laughs> yeah. I, there's, I have no information beyond Brad Pitt space. has to go to space and his dad is doing something. Okay. So. Um, I knew nothing about this movie besides reading. I read a review from my favorite critic, David Ehrlich okay. on it. Um, and he loved it. Um, so that's why I wanted to see it. Okay. So that's all I knew. Yeah. So uh, this is the first part, uh, if you haven't listened to this podcast, where we talk about it. No spoilers. Eventually, mm-hmm. we'll warn you guys, talk about it with spoilers. We've added some things. But first, let's just give general thoughts. Yeah. Uh, general thoughts for me, I would say uh, I liked it overall. I thought it was good. Um, I think I liked the first half more than the second half. Okay. Um, I still liked the ending and I, I liked the general tone and story beats of the ending, but it felt like it dragged a little bit at okay. a certain point. So that's that, interesting. That was I'm feeling. the opposite. I liked yeah. the second half more than the first half, but I think it's because I figured out what it was trying to say to me in the yeah. second half. Okay. Um, which it might be spoilery, I guess. Yeah. Um, so we'll save that for later, but yeah, um, this was very, I mean, not, like, I feel like if I showed my mom this movie, she'd be like, this isn't like space movies I've seen before. Yeah. This is not like too many space movies I've seen I, I really, really appreciate it in the sense that I loved the world building they did. Yeah. And the just general sense of it, it takes place in the near future. It says it in the beginning. This mm-hmm. is the near future. And it really actually legitimately feels like it, whereas not a lot of near future stuff does. Yeah, that's true. It's all very real. It's all very, I don't want to say science-based, but it's based on technology that we have today just a little bit more advanced to the point where you're like, oh, I can see that being I a real I can see thing. this being realistically yeah. the future. And they build a world around it that's really interesting and still within our own limits, but to a point where I'm like, oh, this is like probably actually how something might happen yeah, if they did that. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the world building was really good. And they also, it was, I love movies that can subtly world build too. Mm-hmm. Unlike, I always, I, I'll use like Detective Pikachu where they literally throw this man into like a train where they have a yeah. video introducing him to the world mm-hmm. and, and what it's all about. Yeah, that would be is, great if they did that in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Brad Pitt. It is the near future. (laughs) Notice all of the space and this big antenna. Have you seen the moon? People live on it now. And now we fly there like it is a normal flight. It's a cool thing where like a snack costs $125. But that's because of inflation. So that might be normal. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Yeah. But I I agree with you. World building was good. Uh, Brad Pitt. Great. Yeah, great. Very good. I Brad Pitt continues every movie I see him. I'm like, oh yeah, that guy was that guy's a good actor. He's a great that. actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, started with Moneyball because that's one of my favorite movies. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's the other movies in this year. Awesome in that. Mm-hmm. Like he's 
I would say he's probably the best part of yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah, I agree. His mm-hmm. character is fantastic in that yeah. movie. Um, and I think he, I mean, he was he was like the only character in this movie, basically. Yeah. So um, he had to steal the show. Yeah. Basically. The poster says Brad Pitt. There is, I think, one other legitimate movie star in this movie, and that's it. <laughs> yep. Um, and it makes. It makes sense. But yeah, yeah, I I mean, I haven't given my... I Yeah, I genuinely enjoyed it um, a good amount, mm-hmm. actually. And the, it's one of those movies, the more I think about it, the more I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and it took some thinking. It is one of those thinkers, for sure. You have to think about, oh, what are they trying to tell me? Here? It is very cerebral. There are no jokes in the whole movie. Not no. one haha. I feel like there was one moment where people laughed. What there was, was a moment where we laughed. I think it might have been the $125 thing. Yeah, it was. He's he's this there isn't like, really a spoiler. 125? That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it was just because, like, again, it's it was realistic and it was almost hit close to home. He's basically taking a flight to the moon, mm-hmm. like a commercial flight, they call it. And he asks for some sort of thing from the flight attendant. And they're like, okay, that'll be $125. Yeah. And we were like, oh, oh no. Classic flights. Yeah. They overcharge. Oh, <laughs> $700 for a whiskey. <laughs> Come on. I just want to get drunk on this flight. Yeah. No, it would have been great is if he was flying away. And as you see it flying, there's the United logo on the side of the spaceship. Yeah. And then they like beat the shit out of him at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, someone else needs this seat. What? No, I'm on a secret mission. I can't. Sir? <laughs> Someone else needs this seat. Beat the shit up. <laughs> Just drag him out of the oh, spaceship. That's fantastic. They actually did have one airline's name in this movie. Um, Jet Blue, maybe, was yeah. in the moon airport. Yeah, he goes to... Oh, was it in the moon airport? Yeah. There was also a subway in the moon airport, Yes, which there I were a bunch of... There were a bunch of like retail yeah. stores, which I imagine maybe were purchased by them. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I would say maybe we... This is getting a little bit. Okay, yeah, yeah, this is, this is still the first half, but he, you know, he goes to the moon. He, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, generally, I think we both liked it. But let's compare it. This is my new segment because my another new segment. My roommate said that we get too spoilerly sometimes, so we're just going to figure out new ways to tell you how much we liked this movie or didn't like this movie. Yeah. So I'm going to compare it to other space movies. Um, where should I start on this list? Let's start with um, Apollo 13 or Ad Astra. Which one would you rather see, BB? Which one did you like better? I told you this story before, but I'll tell it again for the sake of the podcast. Uh, I was When I was in Woodshop in middle school, our Woodshop teacher had a copy of Apollo 13 on DVD, and that was the only thing he had. <laughs> Not the only thing he had, but like the only piece of entertainment he had in his classroom. And so whenever he was out, he would just have the substitute teacher play Apollo 13 mm-hmm. on the TV for us. And so I've seen that movie many, many times yes. because the teacher was out a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, and it's hard to compare because I haven't really seen Apollo 13 since like eighth grade. About, okay. uh, I would say this one, probably. I'm more of a sci-fi person and Apollo 13 is not really sci-fi yeah it's more grounded obviously because it's a true story um more true that is uh yes i would also go with this one but i also am in the same boat i've not seen it since i was a young lad Mm -hmm. um let's go arrival next which is they don't travel to space in this one but it is an alien movie sci-fi yeah 
Um, it is a sci-fi movie, and I think it is similar in ways. Arrival or Ad Astra, BB. Arrival. Okay, I am also going Arrival. Yeah, I think Arrival is just generally more interesting in the in the the philosophy that it it brings. Yes, um, it is to be noted though that Arrival is one of my favorite movies. Okay, so keep that into your perspective. Mm. <laughs> it's hard to beat Arrival. I wrote an essay on Arrival for one of my classes in college. Wow, and, nerd. Uh, yeah, I am a nerd. Um, more next. like taller Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Gravity or Ad Astra. I haven't seen Gravity, so BB's the only one answering this. I would say Ad Astra. What's funny is Gravity also isn't sci-fi, really. Yeah, um, true. But I think Ad Astra actually adheres more to space science than, than, than Gravity. gravity. <laughs> There's okay. one standout scene in Gravity where, like, you know, a similar scene in Ad Astra happens where they're on a space station and it explodes and debris yeah, starts yeah, yeah, flying yeah. around. And there's a point where the main character is flying through space and she grabs on to like a beam or something on her space station, but she keeps flying forward, yeah, which is not be- if you're in space, once your momentum is stopped, that should be it because there's no other forces pushing you. Yeah. Uh, and that's like an integral scene in gravity, okay. which always bothered me. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard uh, the reason I haven't seen gravity is I've heard mixed reviews on it. It's fine. So. But it's, you know, not amazing. Okay. Uh, Interstellar or Ad Astra. This one is a big one because I know a lot of people are Chris Nolan fans. A lot of people like Interstellar a lot. So yeah. Interstellar or Ad Astra. Uh, I would also take Ad Astra on this one. I didn't like Interstellar that much. Okay. Um, this one is so close for me. Yeah. It is. This one is like almost even. But I'm going to go Interstellar for now, but I think if I see Ad Astra a second time, it would probably usurp Interstellar. The thing for me is that Ad Astra and Interstellar go for very similar things in both movies. That's true. Both movies are about someone going on a personal journey, them going into deep space on a super secret mission. Yeah. Uh, And Ad Astra, again, I think because it remains more grounded and builds a really believable world... I just felt myself drawn in more. Also, at no point does the movie say, well, what if we just got real weird with it? Yeah. It 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 builds itself on this realistic grounded world and pays itself off. Whereas with Interstellar, my big issue is always they go so hard on this science and the, you know, philosophy and all that kind of stuff, and then they sort of throw it in the trash at the end. Yeah, when Matt, Matthew McConaughey goes into a black hole and becomes a love ghost, <laughs> and does a whole bunch of spooky time wizardry. Of course, <laughs> and then the movie just ends, and you're supposed to be like, "Oh, yeah, I that makes perfect sense." <laughs> That's clearly if you went through a black hole. You know, this movie that was trying to explain like time dilation and wormholes and all this high level stuff. Is like, okay, but also, if you went into a black hole, who's to say you don't become a time ghost? I, there's no proof, BB, so there's, I think you're wrong. To be fair... Interstellar is 100% true. There is no proof. <laughs> if Ad Astra had gone there, maybe... It's the same thing. Ad Astra yeah. does the same exact thing. <laughs> um, First Man. You haven't seen First Man. I have not seen First Man. I have seen First Man, which was last year. Uh, I would go Ad Astra. I think Ad Astra is better than First Man. Okay. Alien... Or Ad Astra. These ones are really hard to compare for me. I would probably say Alien. I am a huge fan of Aliens, the sequel. Aliens is maybe one of my favorite movies ever. 
so I I don't like the first Alien as much, but I still really really like it, and I would probably take if you gave me the choice to rewatch one, I would probably take Alien. I would also choose Alien. We're both big fans. Of, I well I'm I haven't seen Aliens yet, but I oh, really liked so Alien. Uh, two thousand one, a space odyssey or Ad Astra. I stopped watching 2001 a space odyssey like halfway through so i'm gonna say ad astra okay um i did not stop watching 2001 a space odyssey um i would also see this is weird because our perspectives are different Mm -hmm. most people would probably say 2001 a space odyssey because that's one of the best movies of all time to most people Mm -hmm. i don't didn't particularly enjoy it so i would go ad astra yeah space jam or Ad Astra, space both about jam, space. 100%. Yep. Space Jam, no Looney Tunes in Ad Astra, no basketball. Uh-huh. Deal uh, breaker. Obviously, Space Jam. Next one is also about space, Office Space, or Ad Astra. I haven't seen Office Space, but I assume uh, it's almost the same movie as Ad Astra, so I'm going to call it a tie. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Ad Astra here just because office space gets a little too weird almost like interstellar with their space mm. stuff in it okay so. sure um and then kevin space e or astra i'm gonna say ad astra yeah i'm gonna go a hard ad astra yeah. on that one yeah. yeah and that makes sense kevin spacey accused of some weird things as of late i i would go beyond calling them weird i would <laughs> i would maybe call them criminal <laughs> some quirky little things yeah he's been accused oh what's that lately? wacky kevin spacey up to <laughs> uh spoiler alert spoiler time we're getting into spoilers i hope you guys liked that little i think that was helpful i yeah. think that was a nice little helpful yes. segment now you have a really good frame of reference as to how much you're gonna like ad astra yeah based on your other favorite space movies yeah exactly um spoilers, spoilers. here we go spaces i actually let's let's i mean i guess it opens we should start at the beginning yeah let's let's walk through the plot i think that worked last week yeah so um it opens he's talk i mean this is him he's talking this is he's narrating the whole time brad pitts yeah brad pitt has a lot of voiceover which i'm not totally sure i'm the hugest fan of there were some things he said that i was like i like that a lot other things i was like maybe not yeah it i don't know if the voiceover really paid off it felt a little bit like have you have you seen blade runner yeah that's exactly what it felt like that's it it almost felt like maybe the studio asked for it i don't think that's the case but it was it felt like we could have lived in silence a little bit and it wouldn't have killed the movie yeah it probably also maybe reminded me of blade runner immediately maybe we should have put blade runner on this list but yeah um it reminded me of blade runner immediately because they did like the psychoanalysis thing too oh, right yeah. away and i was like, like blade oh. runner 2049 yeah 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 mm-hmm. that's what i mean um so i was immediately like oh it's just like blade runner mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, the narration was sometimes really good. One of my favorite, my favorite line of the movie is narration, though. So, yeah, um, yeah the I mean, it starts we it starts with like the big grady the big waves. I don't know what they call the weight radiation, the energy waves. What, what are they calling them for Neptune? What are you talking about? The waves that come oh, and the knock surge? Them down the surge. So it, the surge. it starts with Brad Pitt, and he's basically wanted to be a, a, an astronaut. For his whole life and his daddy is because his dad was an astronaut and he is working on the international space antenna very big which is technically not in space it's an antenna that's so large it's in the atmosphere it goes all the way up into the atmosphere like you have to wear a spacesuit to work on it to go outside it mm-hmm. uh, and so brad pitt is just like working maintenance 
on it and a big electrical surge happens and Brad Pitt uh, and all of his co-workers fly off the side of this antenna and fall down to earth. It's raining people. Yeah, it is literally raining people. They have power parachutes, thankfully, and we are introduced to this idea that Brad Pitt is a stone cold motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They mention in the movie, they're like, your resting heart rate is like 40 something yeah. something insane and then after he had just almost died yeah, his his heart rate has never on the job ever gone above 80 even when he was oh, yeah. falling yeah from the atmosphere to the insane. earth but uh, it's because nothing is worse than having daddy issues yeah the only thing that gets his heart rate up in this whole movie is his daddy issues yep uh, I why did they not just call this Dad Astra? Oh, that would have been so good <laughs> because it is literally, it is, it feels like a metaphor for daddy issues. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh don't. There was my daddy now, issues. Yeah, John's falling back. off his own space <laughs> antenna. Yeah, uh, the whole movie felt like I mean, cool space stuff, but I was like, this is all about daddy. Yeah. This is a daddy movie. So the emotional this- core of the movie is after his big accident. Basically, this electrical surge went across the whole Earth and electrical systems across the Earth short-circuited. Things were sparking and exploding. And uh, Brad Pitt gets called into a secret meeting and the government says, uh, so the the electrical surge, that was caused by your dad. Your dad did that one. Your your dad (laughs) is uh, at Neptune right now and he's making big explosion surgical surges stolen from guardians of the galaxy was it <laughs> no i oh. just feel like it feels like it feels like the setup to the second one where, oh where right it's like your dad's over here on this planet you better go yeah. get him and then it turns out his dad is the planet yeah much like ad astra oh yeah <laughs> i loved the scene when all of neptune grew a big face yeah they they grew the face of tommy lee jones and it was like i'm your daddy <laughs> i'm dad astra and then the title card hit and that was it that was the movie that wild if if the tall girl writer had written ad astra yeah that would have happened oh absolutely <laughs> um more like brad shit <laughs> no no my my character's name is is roy mcbride that's come on <laughs> more like roy mchide your face from me because you're so ugly <laughs> who let this girl in here why are you writing she's so mean <laughs> She's not even good at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first, I mean, we talked about it in the non-spoiler section, but the first mm-hmm. part that stood out to me was the flight to the moon because yeah. that was great world building. It was just like, oh yeah, here's like basically was what we have now with airlines and airplane flights, but yeah. it was to the moon. It was really interesting because I think the moon flight was the first point in the movie where I thought, oh, this is something bigger. Like they're actually, this isn't just going to be space flight the movie it's not going to be regular rockets and whatever mm-hmm. it's actually building something around this idea which i really liked um so just to clarify the plot uh brad pitt, of course you've already seen the movie you unpause the podcast and now you're listening yeah. um but yeah brad pitt has to go to the moon and then he goes around to the dark side of the moon where they blast off to mars and then on mars he has to send a voice transmission to his father to be like hey maybe stop with these electrical surges <laughs> please dad uh, cuz you're going to you're going to destroy the whole solar system mm-hmm. if you do that 
Um, and that's uh, that's a big moment. Uh, that was the moment where I started to turn up the heat and, and myself. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is because that he so he records one message where he goes off script. He goes off mm-hmm. book and the people aren't happy about it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, no, they don't like it. Um, and he just has this heartfelt message to his dad, talks about all the black and white musicals they used to watch together mm-hmm. and how he misses them. And yeah, he, he chose his whole career because his dad was also an astronaut. Yeah. Um, it's important to note that, you know, his dad was regarded as a hero because he went off into space, uh, to try and find intelligent life and his crew disappeared i'm doing air quotes they disappeared <laughs> yep. uh, many years ago and they were all presumed dead yes um and after i mean first the scene the heart heartfelt message to his dad and then after it when they come in and they're like we're gonna have to ask you to go back to earth and yeah i like that scene a lot. he's been emotionally compromised much like in the star trek films Oh, I guess you haven't you haven't seen, seen those. <laughs> the being emotionally compromised is a big part of Star Trek. It's, uh, it's a big part of Blade Runner too. All this stuff you can't be psychologically uh, worse, yeah. or else even if just... you're a robot man. <laughs> in yeah. Blade Runner's case, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, no. So I want to talk about the moon a little bit, if okay? We may, because okay. what I loved the about the moon is they get to the moon after their space flight, and. It is literally Penn Station. Yeah. Have you ever been to Penn Station in New York? <laughs> it, it's just like underground, shitty stone walls. There's a subway in there. Yeah. People are like taking pictures. Oh, we're in the moon. Yeah. There's like little kids. Oh, yeah. We're just there love, for tourism. Love the line where Brad Pitt's like, it's funny how we like get off Earth and they just want to like rebuild the shit we had there. Yeah. Already. Basically, <laughs> you know, they just want to build another city. They just want to mine more resources. Yeah. And that was another thing I loved is they say the moon is borderless. Yeah. So everyone it's a free for all. Basically, you have these big stations built by different countries. But if you go outside of that, there are moon pirates. Oh, yeah. There are people all competing for moon resources. Pirates are back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a really awesome scene where they have this essentially moon rover chase with these space pirates. Yeah. And we uh, joked before the movie how um, <laughs> how about you didn't you didn't think there was going to be space and like lasers. I there technically weren't lasers, but the, it was it felt like lasers. It, they did feel like lasers. It was a really interesting way that they showed the space combat, and it was a really great primer for when the Fast and Furious series eventually goes to space. I can't wait, and they have a rover race or whatever yeah. on the moon. Uh, that part that scene reminded me of Mad Max. Um, oh yeah it reminded me of mad max that car chase Mm -hmm. rover chase scene on the moon reminded me a lot of mad max yeah it was really cool how like you never really get a good look at the pirates you know you never really see what they're working with they're Mm -hmm. just these mysterious spacesuit dudes on a rover and they're just chasing them yeah and then they get to the next base brad pitt uh makes it and then the base literally just shoots a missile at the pirates and they explode (laughs) yep uh screw the pirates (laughs) yeah uh but yeah that i the moon was awesome i was like mm-hmm. this is cool like lo- love the part at the airport was basically just like it was like any thing. any it, shitty yeah. airport like yeah it was just like it wh- had a bunch of mediocre restaurants and a big welcome to the moon yeah. sign and they're like remember airports on earth yeah let's just do that again we're building a moon base <laughs> but it's still gonna look like every garbagey train station yeah. you've ever been to oh yeah um and yeah that chase scene was awesome mm-hmm. um yeah and then they go he goes off to mars and does the thing i was talking about yeah he, he does his transmission 
and he's emotionally compromised. I thought it was really cool. They have this comfort room. Oh, yeah. Where the whole wall has projections of things from Earth, like birds flying and mm-hmm. waves crashing. That reminded me of like something from Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, oh, it literally looked yeah. like the one room from Black Mirror. Yep, yep exactly. Um, but that, it was the room that's supposed to sort of calm him down. Yeah, that was a cool, cool, and they had cool shots in there too. Yeah. especially when the when the woman don't remember her name, but when she came in, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the director of operations on Mars. Yeah, yes, and she came in, and the ocean was behind her, and she was talking about how like I only been to Earth once and yeah. all that stuff. The movie looked really great. Oh all, yeah, all the visuals were really amazing. They did space really well. Yeah, they did. Um, um the planets looked super cool, especially Neptune at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you don't really see Neptune in movies. You don't because get, no like, one ever gets to Neptune. It's true. We all stop at Mars. We're but cowards. The disrespect for Jupiter and Saturn in they this movie. They didn't even movie. show Saturn. Yeah, they did. They, they showed did? for a second. Oh, do they? It was like in that long. Well, when he's traveling from Mars to Neptune, yeah, they just have this long like dream sequence, almost. Like, yeah, type it's very thing. surreal. Um, and they show Jupiter and they show Saturn very briefly. Okay, they yeah. show him passing Saturn. Um, but the disrespect, like yeah. we barely ever get past Mars and Jupiter and Saturn were probably like, finally, we're getting some representation. Oh, fuck yeah. But then they're like, nah, screw them. We're going to Neptune right away. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you got to get that's where the dad is. That's yeah, exactly. where the bad dad floats is around Neptune. Yeah. Here's a weird plot hole I want to talk about. OK, I did plot holes. I don't know. I think I didn't know there was I any. think there's one. And maybe okay, I'm wrong. And maybe. So they're talking about. Uh, finding the dad. Yes, bad dad. Bad dad. Ad, who, dad Astro. His last known location was somewhere around Neptune, yes. right? And so they're like, yeah, that's when they disappeared was around Neptune. And we, they say, we've sent out drones to try and find him, but it's a big area to cover. But then Brad Pitt gets to Neptune and his dad's ship is just orbiting around yeah, Neptune. Yeah, true. So it was not hard to find him at all i think no i think they were saying that they knew he was alive because yeah they, they had he they didn't want to tell brad pitt about the video where his dad's like i killed everybody yeah. well that's the thing is as i was saying it now i'm thinking they might just be lying about yeah. trying to find him um they knew he was alive for mm-hmm. sure they just didn't want to tell they they didn't want to be public information that he was alive and killed everybody on yeah. the ship so uh tommy lee jones bad dad is goes crazy essentially everyone on his mission is like hey dude this mission is clearly a failure we came out here to search for extraterrestrial life intelligent life on other planets we have found nothing we want to go home it's been 16 years yeah. and tommy lee jones is like no we have to keep doing the mission. And so he shuts off the oxygen Goes for like, <laughs> he doesn't just cause like there are people who are essentially trying to do a mutiny. He yeah. doesn't just kill them. He kills the other people who are in the room with them. Yeah. Who were fi- who are like, yeah, I agree with, yeah, I agree with Tommy Lee Jones, but, but Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> was, was like, like no, you're dead too. <laughs> I, in order to get the bad people, I got to get some of the good people. Sorry. Yeah. Everyone so. must die. Everyone must go. A very bad dad. <laughs> very bad Astra dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a what a badass move by Tommy Lee Jones. Just kills everybody. Yeah. What a sick dude. That guy's Listen, awesome. If you ever try and tell me what to do on this podcast, <laughs> I will shut off the oxygen in this room. God. <laughs> we, I tell you, we got to end the podcast. It's been so long. No, the mission like, is, to is to do, do the, the podcast. podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, to go with the planets and how beautiful it was, when we were on the moon, 
I like just how it was color coded mm-hmm. with the planet we were on. Like yeah, when yeah. around the moon, it was w- white. Gray. Uh, it was like yeah. gray, white. Once we got to Mars, everything was red. Red and orange. It yeah. was red, orange, burnt. Mm-hmm. And then once we got to Neptune, it was all bluey. Yeah. And I like that a lot. I like colors. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the use of color in this movie was very effective. Um, but yeah, so he has, uh, wait, we have to talk about the monkey. Oh yeah. We haven't talked about the monkey. monkey. And I swear, like the people next to me thought the same thing about the monkey. I swear. Yeah. Like I felt like they were the extraterrestrial life for a second. I yeah. was like space monkeys. So the, <laughs> there is a scene in which they get a distress signal from a random Norwegian spaceship that's out there doing medical research and so Brad Pitt and another guy get onto this vessel that has the Mayday code going out mm-hmm. and they're searching around and no one's in there and it's super ominous. And then Brad Pitt loses contact with the dude who he went into and the scene is really awesome Yeah, where he finds the dude and his body's just sort of like seizing. Yeah. And then you're like, oh God, what's that? I thought it was going to be like a brain parasite yeah. or something. Yeah. And it's, it's a, a baboon. It's a monkey. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's a baboon. It was some form of monkey, a which very is, angry monkey. Which is something that gets left out of like so many space movies, but like we fucking use monkeys like crazy for yeah. well, space. The, there tests. was a, a lab rat sort of floating yeah. around, a dead lab rat. Uh, and so, yeah. And that's another thing with the world building, like yeah. super clever. Yeah. This is a medical station and they had a monkey on it and the monkey got angry and killed the whole crew. Yeah. Cause a monkey can do that. Yep. Especially a space monkey. <laughs> he's, he's in space and yeah. they get pissed in space. And what's funny is that scene is, I would say almost completely inconsequential to the movie. Yeah. Other it's... than Brad Pitt experiencing some level of death and like tragedy on his mission. Yeah. It was also important because it, it like made it so the other guy was the captain now instead yeah. of like this confidence burly dude who's like good at his job. It yeah. was the second in command who was mm-hmm. very scared and timid. Yeah. The second in command was supposed to go, but he was too scared. So Brad Pitt went in his place. Yeah. And then he had to land the ship and Brad Pitt had to do that in his place. And then Brad Pitt snuck on the ship and the guy basically killed yeah. like everybody we'll, for him. We'll get to that scene. But yeah, I, I actually, I really liked the monkey scene, even yeah. though I don't think it was super essential. And it was just one of those things that made me be like, this movie is really smart. Yeah. I agree. Cause that's, this is essentially just a horror scene that they put into this movie uh-huh. and it's super effective and, you're just it, like, what's going to happen? Yeah, it it didn't take a screaming clown running at the camera. <laughs> there wasn't a jump scare. What movie would do that? That's so obvious. Yeah, I mean, you don't got to tell me. It was literally just, oh, shit, that's an angry monkey. That's scary enough. <laughs> yeah, um, which was, yeah, that that's cool. I, they, I feel like monkeys got to get, like, we get, if we get uncomfortable in space, like monkeys can't handle their well, emotions even, as well as monkeys us. Monkeys don't even know they're in space. Yeah, but they their bodies still are reacting just like ours are. Well, no, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. like going to space is one thing, but going somewhere where suddenly you just float around yeah. and you're being stuck with needles and shit. Yeah. And people are like, I wonder what happens to you now that we're here. <laughs> that would be awful. Yeah. And I'd be I would be angry too. And I'd, I'd be, be like, fuck you guys. I want to go back to the jungle. Yeah, well, it's fine because <laughs> Uh, Brad Pitt explodes that monkey. Yeah, he does. So, he, so I don't. Rest in I peace. wasn't super clear on what he did to it. He I, shot it. Did he, he had shoot something, it? He, he had hit something a, to shoot it. He hit a button on the door. I thought he was gonna like shoot oh, it no. out of the oh, airlock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think he just got rid of 
the oxygen in that in that maybe but i don't know why the monkey would have exploded then um because the monkey did explode is that what happens when you're in barren space no like with no if you from what from what i understand if you go into space without a spacesuit like you do just float there like i think the liquids in your body start to expand because there's no pressure i think the heat of the sun like makes you boil essentially and then the side of you that isn't in the sun starts to freeze okay it's a very complicated thing you become a planet but i'm almost certain you don't explode okay okay it adds it definitely has something to do with air pressure yeah i feel like it's Um, either air pressure or there's a chance that it was like a trash compactor yeah it would have it was really fast if that was the case yeah it was like he turned he pressed a button and then the monkey goes boom like pops (laughs) yeah so yeah um God, this movie. Yeah, there are a lot of details in this movie mm-hmm. that make me like it more. The more we talk about, yeah, it. yeah, and they don't tell us about it; they he, show us. Yeah, exactly. Which is so nice. Yeah, um, which maybe is why you don't like the narration that much because sometimes they were trying to yeah. tell us things. Yeah, you want to live in it, and like I don't, I can pick up through Brad Pitt's acting what he's feeling. Yeah, I don't need him saying like, "Oh, what am I gonna do now?" Yeah, or like, <laughs> um, "I'm in space." And- what am I going to do now? Should I stay in space or go back to Earth? <laughs> That's a question I'm thinking. You know, it's like... I agree. I, I see a man floating in space. He looks at the Earth. He looks at the spaceship. Which one does he choose? Like, yeah. I can pick that up without him having to say Which it. was a good moment, too. Yeah. Um, should we continue in chronological order? Where are we now? We're we we went back a little ways for the monkey, monkey. but let's let's say he gets to the space station. Well, I mean, he has a journey. It takes him seventy eight days to get to Neptune. Yeah, and that was the part I felt dragged a little bit. Okay, I understand what quick. they were doing. It was like it felt quick to me. The yeah. part from Mars to Neptune. Um, do you want to talk about him? Him. I mean, so he finds out his dad has killed everyone in the ship. Yeah. And that he accidentally kills everybody in this oh, other Oh, right. That's the other great moment I yes. wanted to cover is he sneaks onto the ship that's going to Neptune where they are going to nuke the the space station where Tommy Lee Jones is. Uh, and it's that scene I almost found funny. Yeah. That scene almost yeah, seemed comical to me because... Brad Pitt gets onto the ship. And he's like, please, I don't want to hurt you. There are three other people on the ship. All three of those people die, and Brad Pitt does literally nothing. <laughs> yep. It is something out of a comedy movie uh-huh. where the dude shows up and all the people just die around him yep. in weird ways. <laughs> so the one lady like has her space gun and she's about to shoot him, and then the ship like lurches a little bit and she flies down and her head like cracks open on a window. Mm-hmm. And then the other dude. They like shoot an oxygen tank and the room that they're in just the oxygen leaches out and Brad Pitt's wearing a spacesuit so he can still breathe. But the other dude suffocate to death. Yeah. And so everyone on the spaceship dies. It's just Brad Pitt. now. <laughs> yep. And he I guess the rules are in space. If someone dies in your spaceship, you just shoot them out of the airlock. Yeah. There's. This, yep. You just shoot them out. They flow in space. Yeah. That's your that's your grave. That's their grave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was I think that was a cool scene because it was. I mean, this movie's about daddy issues. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be like his dad. Yeah. And That's you, his issue. You needed to get those people out of there somehow. Yeah. I understand. I honestly thought the uh, the second in command guy was going to like let him do it. Yeah. Or it seemed like he was going to try to help him. Yeah. Because Brad Pitt, when he lands the ship on Mars, turns to him. He's like, 
you understand what I did. I'm not going to tell Spacecom about this. Yeah. You know, I'm no one's going to know that you choked and mm-hmm. like almost killed us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, it was interesting seeing him because he immediately called them and he was like, by the way, came on this came on the ship. Yeah. No intention. To now now anybody. they're all dead. There's video of it. Yeah, like you can like, decide. Honestly, like that scene is essentially everyone slipping on a banana peel. Yeah, <laughs> it, it would have been the same exact scene if they had run up to him and been like, whoa, and <laughs> hit their head. Yeah. But I, you could see, and then Brad, Brad, Brad Pitt just goes insane because mm-hmm. he has to be in a ship for like alone for yeah. 79 days. 79 days, isolated in a spaceship, doing yeah. literally nothing. But thinking like about his dad. Eating through a tube and sleeping. <laughs> thinking about his dad, thinking about his wife, his, his ex-wife. ex-wife, thinking about his dad, then his mm-hmm. ex-wife again, then his dad. Yeah. Um, and I think it's basically like, it. he doesn't explicitly say this, mm-hmm. but his angst about his ex-wife is he most likely, because he mentions it a little bit, I think he like makes an off comment about how he doesn't want to have kids because that would be pain for them almost yeah. at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, well, he doesn't want to like really have a real family because yeah. he could die on the job at any moment. Exactly. And so he's like, it's best not to involve people. Um, but I think he's scared and his dad is the same way. Yeah. I think he's scared of that, of being yeah, well, like his dad because he was like, well, my dad hurt me because he's like this. Yeah, my dad literally said fuck you guys i'm going on a space adventure and never coming back yeah. and he just left brad pitt and his mom behind yeah he doesn't want to necessarily do that to someone else and yet he is uh acting on those self-destructive behaviors because he is like his father mm-hmm. exactly um like father like son yeah um which he finally arrives at neptune leads to my one of my favorite lines of the movie which i think encapsulates encapsulates it's well mm-hmm. is that this it's something like the sun lives lives the sin of his father oh it was something like that it's uh yeah it's up to the son to carry the sins of the father yeah i heard that line and immediately was like oh that's metal gear so (laughs) is it metal gear (laughs) uh metal gear solid five the theme song is called sins of the father Uh, okay um which is a great song okay y'all should listen to it um it's also just like a major theme of metal gear is like atoning for the sins of like past generations yeah uh but again not a video game podcast. um yeah but i think that line fits well with the theme of the daddy issues here mm-hmm. is that it feels like as far as i know in in life daddy issues like stem not only not only does the dad have to deal with his issues mm-hmm. and his problems but his children yeah also have to do Ult- that ultimately bad dad movies are about the son trying not to be their dad and ultimately yeah. becoming their dad in oh, some yeah. way yep and so what's nice about this movie is we get the payoff where he overcomes that and he's not going to be his dad yeah exactly i think one of my favorite parts of the movie in general is when he finally meets his dad on the space station mm-hmm. he float he goes through and there's just all these floating corpses of all the people his father killed uh and he sees his dad and his dad's literally like yeah, I didn't care about you or your mother. Like straight up, like I insane. I didn't care about any of you. I don't care about anyone else. All I've ever wanted to do is go to space and look for aliens. Yeah. and here I am doing it thirty years later. And as and Brad, it's after he says that Brad Pitt's like, I still love you. Like he's yeah, like, Brad Pitt's crazy. like, I still look up to you. It's yeah. super fucked up. Um, and he, I really like the line where, uh, essentially, the mission has failed not necessarily failed, but they didn't find any intelligent life mm-hmm. at all. And all of their searching, they scanned like thousands of planets and there was nothing. They were all empty. And Brad Pitt is like, your mission didn't fail. You have an answer now. 
-hmm. Like we're all we've got us humans. Like that's all we have, which is also part of one of my issues with the movie and that this movie goes in so hard on the idea that they're trying to find aliens. So for there to be no aliens in it was kind of disappointing to me. Yeah, true. Cause it seems like they hype it up. Cause like, here's the thing is probably one of the most unbelievable parts of the movie is that humans or earth or any government would put that much stock into projects for finding extraterrestrial life. I wish they would because that, no, that would be awesome. (laughs) I agree. In real life, I think that would be a great thing to invest money into. Uh, but like in this universe, they have an antenna on earth designed exclusively to try and communicate with intelligent life. The moon base, they say in one of the voiceover things, is that it was built to try and communicate with extraterrestrial life. Mm -hmm. And then this project that his dad was on, literally the only purpose was to scan planets and try and find extraterrestrial life. None of them succeeded. And that's realistic in the sense there's a thing called the Fermi paradox, which is about how it's crazy hard to find intelligent life in the universe, even though like logically it should be everywhere. Um, And the movie clearly like plays off of that but i wanted even just like a little bit of payoff yeah even if you just like a radio transmission at the very end of like a bleep blorp <laughs> um but yeah it's uh that okay. that was one of my complaints is like they they build up this idea of searching for extraterrestrial intelligent life and then mm. it it does interesting because i was more interested in the search for his dad well that's the thing is i also was okay but i would have liked something but the movie's clearly trying to tell us like there's no point in searching outside because just search we humans are like already super fucked up like we should focus on ourselves before we try and find anyone else yeah which i understand and it was it was definitely more of a personal he was searching Mm -hmm. for himself yeah Oh, well, Tommy Lee Jones wasn't. Oh, yeah. Tommy uh, Lee Brad Jones Pitts, was. Brad Tommy Lee Jones was out there to clap alien cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to fucking. I am going to be the first man <laughs> to fucking alien. Son, you cannot take me away he's from going that. To be your, he's gonna I'm going be your to have half brother. I'm going to have an alien son and he's going to be fucking sick. Unlike you, <laughs> who's just a little baby alien or astronaut boy. Come on. I hate you. Tommy Lee Jones would have been the first man to raid Area 51. First man, too. Yeah. Also, we haven't mentioned we're recording this on the night of the Area 51 oh, raid. Oh, yeah. Which, wow. We haven't heard much from it yet. I haven't seen I much haven't on seen the anything. internet, but I'm hoping it, it goes well. I hope they free those aliens because, yeah. I mean, it would be disappointing if real life was like Ad Astra and they yeah. couldn't find anything. And Brad Pitt was sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, Jones was a dick. So upset. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we get a happy ending. Brad Pitt gets back home. He, yeah. I mean, beautiful, beautiful scene when through the rings of Neptune, he sees Earth in the distance, just mm-hmm. a tiny little yeah. bright blue thing. A little speck. And he, and he's like, I got to get there. Like he, and he had the whole speech where he was like, what's the point of living basically and then he like saw earth and he was like that is yeah i was genuinely i was kind of surprised but also very relieved that we got the ending we did he gets back to earth the military saves him and clearly like because he did the the mission (laughs) yeah he saved the solar system yeah uh they they let him go and he tries to reconnect with his ex-wife 
which I thought was nice. Also nice to see Liv Tyler in literally anything. Yeah. Because um, she hasn't been around much since Lord of the Rings. She's in my favorite TV show, The Leftovers. And oh. she's a bitch in it. A oh, heartless bitch. Damn. And she's very, she's a great actress in it. But yeah. uh, her character, I hate her character. Wow. Uh, she's a great character, but she, I yeah. hate her. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if Ad Astra were a Twilight Zone episode or a Black Mirror episode, Ooh. it 100% would have gotten the ending that I thought they were going to do. Yes, I uh, definitely. I 100% assumed like Brad Pitt. So Tommy Lee Jones basically ejects himself into space. He's like, I'm never going back to Earth. Yeah. There's nothing for me there. I hate all of you. Yeah. And so he jettisons himself. Like, He's like, I'm done out into the Peace. deep space of solar of the solar system um and brad pitt i was expecting him to turn around and go back into the space station and like turn the nuke off and just continue his father's work oh. that would have been like a super dark ending. yeah that's black mirror for yeah you. that's that, a black mirror a hundred percent him being like having some realization with his father like yeah i am just like him and there's nothing I can do about it, so I'm just gonna keep doing what he was doing. I, yeah, I in Black Mirror, I'd like to see that stuff. In this, mm-hmm. I definitely, and I think the yeah. total message of the movie should not be if you have daddy issues and you don't want to be like your dad. Yeah. There's no way to avoid it. Yeah, or <laughs> like, even like to be it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> continuing your work because like you you're alone and you're always gonna be alone, so you might yeah. as well just <laughs> live with it. No, I I was relieved because the whole time uh, we during sort of the end of the Neptune bit, I was in my head being like, don't go back. Don't go in there. (laughs) Don't turn off the nuke. Um, But no, instead, he blasts that nuke and shoots himself towards Earth and Liv Tyler. Yeah. And he gets back with Liv Tyler. It's a good get Brad Pitt at the bar hanging out. Forget Angelina Jolie and your hundreds of <laughs> African children. Yep, I hate them. Don't need them. Well, I don't know if it's <laughs> you should be on record saying that. <laughs> I personally hate them, not Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. Yeah, just <laughs> on record. Uh, the, no, I'm just kidding. Ad Astra's yeah. star ratings. Ad, oh, star oh. ratings. Yeah, also, they make it clear in the movie, Ad Astra, I think, is Latin for to the stars. To the stars. So why don't we go to the stars? And rate it. And rate this dang movie. I think it's a four. I was also going to give it a four. I think it's a four. I think it's a very good movie. Yes, I agree. And I think it's a nice little four. I'll stick a four in that puppy. I'll give it a four. Let me tell you, if they had two monkeys, would have been a five. Yep, I agree. One more monkey. <laughs> or oh. if his dad had turned into a fucking monkey. Oh, that would have been. <laughs> he gets to the spaceship and it's a monkey and he speaks in Tommy Lee Jones' voice. He's like, son, like, it is me. What do you think of this, son? Yeah, isn't this something? <laughs> Did discover aliens, but. Uh... I figured out how to put my brain in a monkey body. <laughs> so that's cool. <laughs> Not what I was sitting here to do, but uh, yeah, it's neat. Got kind of got kind of bored, so yeah. I'm here now. Yeah, <laughs> I like bananas a lot more now. So also, that's cool. here's a good alternate ending. He gets to uh, his dad's spaceship, uh, and he, they have a conversation. He was like, "Yeah, one of these people that I killed, they uh, used to work on that Norwegian vessel. Uh, I was doing medical research." <laughs> You're like, "Oh, oh, I saw them. Uh, they they all died." And we're like really they all died i thought they were just doing medical stuff he's like yeah a monkey killed them the monkey on their ship killed him he's like 
there was no monkey on that ship. Whoa. The monkey was the alien. And I would have been right. My my, yeah. my immediate reaction would have been correct. They got it all along. The, the <laughs> intelligent life was there the whole oh time. It was God. the monkey. Monkeys are aliens. Oh, there's. We can't say it's wrong. Hey, that's the honestly. If you if we evolve t- from monkey, why there's still monkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they're aliens. Honestly, that is the whole... That's all I've gotten out of 2001 A Space Odyssey is that monkeys are aliens. Yeah. Because the whole first scene where they're all like monkeying around with the yeah. with the big crystal. Or at, at the very least, monkeys are smart because of alien. Oh. Because that's what the monolith does, right? Yeah. I. It makes them smart. I don't understand that movie. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. I think I'm a smart guy generally. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't get that. Like, Kubrick's insane. That guy is yeah. so smart. Um, I get The Shining though. I yeah. understand that one. Yeah. So all work and no play makes a Jack's adult. makes Jack a big boy. Uh, big hey, boy. Big got him. Boy. Boys. Big boys. 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 Big boy. Uh, this has been Big Boy Movies, and uh, stay big, you beautiful boys and girls. <laughs>